Hey, welcome to Reveal Him with Michelle. I have something for you today. I have been thinking about the condition and issues of the heart. Did you know that you can be a believer, you can go to church, you can listen to all the right teachings, all the right preachings, and yet have a heart condition that um, issues of the heart that are not dealt with. So for instance, you can listen to all the right preachers, you can worship and listen to all the things, but yet you have a hardness of heart or you have sin in your heart that is unrepented from. You have not repented yet of it. You have not renounced it. You have not given it to God. And so many people think just because you're a Christian that everything's okay. But the facts are as a Christian, we daily need to do an inventory of our heart. The Bible teaches that the word of God is like a mirror. And when we look into it, we can see what matter of man we are. Basically, the word of God teaches us who our identity is in Christ. But it also, as you read the word of God, it will convict you of conditions of the heart that need to be dealt with. If we don't repent quickly and we don't uproot those things, they will continue in our heart and become a hard place in our heart or become a stony heart um, or um, issues of the heart. Even traumas, past wounds, um, things that have happened to you in your life where your heart is like a bruised reed. It is a brokenness of heart. You know, Jesus said, I've come to heal the brokenhearted. So these are heart issues that we take to God, whether it's the brokenness of our heart or it's sin or um, imperfections in our heart that God reveals to us. You know, when I look in a mirror and I do daily, I look in a mirror daily to put cream on my face or to cleanse my face or to put makeup on, I can see the imperfections of my face. And then I know what I need to adjust or do or how to apply makeup or what cream I need, you know. When we look into the Word of God, we can also see what adjustments we need to make, what we need to meditate on to shift our faith into believing God versus hopelessness. We can look at um, a wrong uh, fruit that we're bearing, whether we're triggered easily or we're losing our temper easily or we're our mouth to tame the tongue. Like we can be convicted of things and we can see the imperfections of our heart but also the fruit of our actions, whether it lines up with God or not. And then we can repent quickly. We can change quickly. We can um, convert our heart by saying, God created me a clean heart. Now, how do I know this? You know, I was reading this week in Acts 8, and there's a very interesting story about Simon. And Simon had been converted and baptized under Philip's ministry in Acts 8. And he was um, a sorcerer in Samaria in that town. And so he practiced, he practiced magic. He was, uh, it's like practicing witchcraft and he could do all kinds of things. And he also claimed to be someone very great all over town. You know, just because someone claims to be great doesn't mean they're great. I mean, it doesn't reveal anything. Just because someone sits in the, where you sit at church does not reveal your heart. 
I should be able to know your heart and that you're a leader in the body of Christ by your actions, by the fruit you bear, and how you conduct your life, not by where you sit. So, so Simon was claiming to be great and he was a sorcerer. And it says that many gave heed to him. And this is in Acts 8.10, that they gave heed to him from the least in Samaria to the greatest in Samaria. They loved Simon. Simon had their attention and he astonished them with his sorceries. But then along came Philip and Philip was preaching the gospel. And it says that both great men and women were baptized, that there was so many conversions happening in Philip's ministry, which was in the same town where Simon was at. And so Simon saw this and he believed. It says he also believed and then he was baptized and he continued with Philip. He continued walking with Philip and he was amazed at the signs and miracles and wonders that Philip had in his ministry. It actually said that um, there were many signs and wonders in Philip's ministry that people were not only baptized in the name of Jesus, but the Holy Spirit fell on them, um, that there was, there was miracles, that multitudes um, saw these miracles. Unclean spirits came out in, in Acts 8, crying with a loud voice. There was many who were possessed by demons that were delivered under Philip's ministry. There was many who were paralyzed and lame and healed under Philip's ministry. I mean, there were signs and wonders and there was great joy in that city because of these miracles and signs and wonders. What an incredible revival that was happening where people were healed and set free and delivered. But Simon saw that and he was baptized and he believed and he followed with Philip and he was in wonder of these things. And then came Peter. So Peter came to town and he realized that, that, that they needed the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They had been saved and baptized with water, but now they needed the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And Peter started laying hands on people. This is all in Acts 8. You can be saved and still need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay? You need an encounter with Jesus to fill you with the Holy Spirit. I myself was saved, loved Jesus, but needed to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's what happened to me at 25. I was filled with the Holy Spirit. My life was forever transformed and changed um, because of that moment. So anyways... That's not the point. The point is, is Simon saw this, what Peter was doing, and he decided that he wanted it. So he came to Peter and he said, Peter, I want that gift and I will pay you to have that gift. And Peter said, may your money perish with you, Simon, because what I have is a free gift and it comes what you need to know is our heart is transformed by spending time and abiding in the vine, by spending time with God, spending time in his word. It doesn't just happen by following great ministries and sitting under great teaching or being in wonder of the great signs and wonders and miracles. Our hearts are changed by recognizing what matter of man we are by reading the word of God and being around these ministries and we repent from bad fruit and we ask God to cleanse us and make us right 
of jealousy, of covetousness, of lust of the flesh, the pride of life, all these sins, when our hearts are pricked and we feel conviction, we must repent quickly. Because I can pray for you all day long. Someone can pray for me all day, all day long. But if I don't repent myself, my heart is not transformed and changed. So we must repent ourselves. Peter said to Simon, you have no part or portion in this because your heart is not right within you, Simon. He says, you need to repent of this wickedness and you need to pray that God perhaps would, would forgive your heart and forgive you if you would repent. Because Peter said, I see that you are poisoned by bitterness and you are bound by iniquity. So when you, the being poisoned by bitterness, the, in the gall of bitterness means that Simon was in great wickedness of his heart. Although Simon was following all these ministries. Just because you follow great ministries and just because you claim that you're great does not mean you're great. And does not mean that you're actually cleansing your heart and working on your own heart. I can listen to preaching all day, but if I don't repent and I don't partner with the Word of God and I don't transform my heart by the Holy Spirit's working and I stay the same man as I am, if I still, I can stay a baby Christian my entire life because I refuse to work on my heart. And, and I can just continue growing in church and being in church and going to church, but yet still need the milk of the Word of God and still be a baby Christian. So it's not how long you've been in church. It is about spending time with abiding in the vine and working on our own heart and the issues of the heart. It always goes back to the heart. And Simon was in great wickedness and bitterness. And, and then do you know what Simon said? He said to Peter, he said, I, he said, pray for me. Pray for me that none of these things happen. And I'm like, what do you mean none of these things happen? Um, Peter is showing you they have already happened in your life. You, this is where you're at. You need to be changed. You need to repent. You need to transform your heart. I can't pray for you that your heart, that you change your heart. I'm telling you, you need to change your heart. I can't do it for you. There is works of our heart and actions of our flesh that we can only change of our, in ourselves. I can only change the fruit that I'm bearing, anger. I can control that by the fruit of the Spirit, self-control. So as I abide in the vine, I will bear fruit of that. And one of the fruits is self-control. And so you can tell me who you are all day long, but I will know you by your fruit. I mean fruit that you consistently bear. I don't mean one day you, you lash out and I instantly judge that you are not bearing the fruit of abiding in the vine. I'm talking about your consistent actions will actually reveal what matter of man we are. And so when we read the word of God, it should reflect not only our identity in Christ, but the areas of our heart that needs to be transformed and changed. And so Simon's heart was revealed to him by an apostle. And instead of repenting, he just says, pray for me. 
Instead of repenting and changing, he just said, pray for me. And actually, I was reading about Simon, and it is talked about in historical documents that he continued on preaching heresies. He continued preaching that he had some special revelation of God because of who he walked with and who he hung out with. And he actually preached and taught that you could go to heaven and you could be saved by your knowledge and by great knowledge versus by Jesus Christ and him alone. He actually he actually told people that if they would just listen to him, that through him, they could be saved by his great wisdom. But the only way we are saved and redeemed and made whole is by Jesus. There is no other door. There is no other way. It is only by Jesus. So I encourage you today to wor- allow God to transform your heart. When you notice there's jealousy in your heart, repent quickly. When you realize that there's rebelliousness in your heart, repent quickly. When your heart is being convicted by an apostle, by teachers, by leaders, by preachers, repent quickly. When your heart is being convicted by the Holy Spirit in worship, repent quickly. Repent quickly of sins and ask God to create a clean heart in you. Because when you look in a mirror, if it is not a clean mirror, you can't see clearly the things that you need to work on. So we have to pray that we have a pure reflection of ourselves so we can be transformed. And as we spend time in the vine, we will bear the fruit of that vine. So it's all about the issues of the heart and asking God to help us so that we can bear greater fruit. We can be pruned, the Bible says, and we can bear greater fruit. We can bear more fruit. And the fruit of the Spirit is where all of our peace, love, joy, and success will come from, is from bearing that fruit. So I pray today, as you have heard the Word of God, you are transformed in your mind and heart, and you repent quickly of any sins that would easily trip you up and take you on a wrong path a path that leads to destruction. Pride will lead to destruction. So I pray today that you are transformed by the hearing of the word of God in Jesus' name. God bless you.